1: Friday, April 14th, 2017 here on the Page of the Podcast. On this episode, we welcome back in Jack Ross, the Fox Sports Radio intern and our resident NFL expert. We'll be breaking down what a weird offseason this has been and about how the NFL might be making a little bit more of a shift towards Major League Baseball. All that and more on this episode of the Page of the Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the Patriot B podcast. I'm your host, Harris Rubenstein. Go find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans and go find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio. You can go find yours truly at CLNS underscore sports theme. Hope everyone had a great week so far. Obviously, recording this on a Thursday, heading into the Friday. Please remember to go listen to the Red Sox Beat podcast, also on CLNS Radio. Those guys have been doing a great job, and please go listen to the most recent episode of the Patriots post game show. Even though there aren't no post games anymore, they decided to throw out a nice podcast <laughs> out there. A little draft update, yours truly was on there as well. So be sure. To check that out for sure, but without further ado, we are now going to welcome in my roommate, a very good friend of mine, and as well, a intern for Fox Sports Radio here in Los Angeles, Jack Ross. Welcome back to the Patriots Beat Podcast.
0: Always happy to be on the Patriots Beat Podcast, Harris. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: May I also uh, <laughs> remind the team that this is not only... The Fox Sports intern. This is also Evie-nominated Fox Sports intern. Do you know what Evies are? I don't think (laughs) so. Is that relevant? So for those who don't know at home, an Evie is something uh, from the school that we go to. We both go to Emerson College. For about two more weeks. Yeah, exactly. Then we don't go there anymore. And so the Evies are a huge award show that Emerson hosts every year. The biggest college award show in the country. It is the biggest college award show in the country. Jack and I were... We're honored to be uh, nominated as both Outstanding Sports Broadcaster, so we are competitors, as well as uh, allies in our attempt to win our second consecutive award for best television show on campus for our show, The Box Score with Harris Rubens. Yeah, so call up Emerson College and tell them to make us win. Exactly. We don't want to go and get dressed up nice and sit in the audience only to lose. To a show that doesn't deserve it. Fun fact, Harris, me, I am nominated three times, so I might get a solid three. I get a sweep, walk away like Taylor Swift. I'm also nominated three times, Harris. We're nominated for the same three awards. That's right, too. (laughs) Two of them were nominated together,
0: so if you win two out of three, there's a pretty good chance I also win two out of three. And the uh, other one,
1: neither of us works. can win both because we're on the same category and it's sports reporting. It is a fight to the death for sure. But anyway, this is not an Evie's podcast. No, no, it's not. This there shouldn't is be a, is, <laughs> a, <laughs> <laughs> is a Patriots and sports podcast. So one of the things that uh, I teased in the intro was how I mentioned that football is becoming much more like baseball. And if you think I'm crazy, you're right. But you're also wrong. I say this. Because the NFL this off has been very weird. It has been very weird. This it's is been like the very be, weird. The
0: biggest off we've had. Where it feels like someone's playing Madden. Yes, and it's kind of turned
1: off CPU roster control. It doesn't make sense, and is letting them do whatever they want. The Colts are si- the Colts are making good free agent signings. The the Richard Sherman is on the trade block. Marshawn Lynch is coming back in the NFL. Like has been some crazy stuff going on. But the craziest thing to me, there have been more trade rumors this offseason than ever before in NFL history. I swear to God, this is MLB trade deadline kind of crap. We have Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, Brandon Cooks, Malcolm Butler. Those are just four. Not to mention Kirk Cousins. Tony Romo, Marshawn Lynch coming back into the NFL, who I mentioned um, before, and a bunch of other trade rumors that seem to circulate every single week. Now, obviously, there are always trade rumors. Welcome to the NFL. But this has been... This has been crazy. It's every single week, almost every single day at the start of the offseason was some other crazy trade rumor. Oh, the the Browns are going to trade the number one overall pick for who knows what, but then they all of a sudden trade for Brock Osweiler. Like, it just—none of this makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's—this <clears throat> is definitely—and I remember when the off season started, like, whatever, six weeks ago— Uh, being so amazed by the sheer amount of action going on. Like we're used to obviously, like we saw last year, teams will go out and spend $200 million in the first three days of free agency. And it's kind of like the NBA where all of a sudden all the top players on the market get their big deals and that stuff goes out of the way. And that's pretty normal. But what is get what gets to me and, and what you said is the trades. I mean, not only have we already seen several trades with big-name players like Brock Osweiler and Brandon Cooks being shipped around, uh, names like, you said Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman being discussed, Tony Romo, huge all-star, you know, whatever, all-pro caliber players discussing being moved. In, in the NFL, that, that's just never been a league in which the blockbuster trade happens. I mean, the closest... I can remember actually seeing a blockbuster trade happen was when Chris Johnson was still playing for the Titans. Right, he was rumored to be on the trading block back in 2014 after he ran for two K. Exactly, and that was supposed to be a huge trade. It was like, oh my goodness, like they're going to trade away this Mm all-star running back. Like that just never happened, Uh, and that isn't in the NFL. Like for some reason, whatever that they, they value having the players on their team more often, they're less likely to work with competitors. We just rarely, if ever, see players, big-name players moved, especially for other big-name players. We may see them move for draft picks, but, yeah, this offseason has definitely felt more video game-esque just with the total amount of action going on.
1: And like like I said before, you know, the the Colts are making good free agent signings. The Patriots handed $40 million guaranteed to a corner. The Browns did something well. Yeah, like, it just, like, this is all very, very strange. It's bizarro NFL. And the, the one thing that keeps getting me about this is just, well, one of the other things that I, I wanted to bring this up, so many teams this offseason are just using the Patriots as, like, this weird marketing tool. Is like, watch out, this dude might go to the Patriots. You're going to want to pay him more money. And, like, same thing with Richard Sherman. Watch out, the Patriots might trade for Richard Sherman. There goes his price tag. And all of a sudden he's worth a first-round pick and, like, three mid-round picks. Stop using the Patriots. It pisses me off. It's kind
0: of like an open-ended threat. And this is what the guys have been saying, because I listen to, obviously, listen to a lot of Fox Sports Radio, because I have to work during the shifts. And they they bring this up. They bring up the fact that the Patriots are always constantly mentioned in conversation and how it's kind of like a useless negotiation tactic. Because when you think of it on a basic level... Okay, saying the Patriots is involved. Yeah, I'm sorry. The best player, I mean, one of the best players might want to go to the best team. Watch out! Like, oh, you think that maybe in their head they're not considering to go play for the team that just won the Super Bowl? If, any, if, you're, free, if
1: you're a free agent... Oh, can't count them out. If you're a free agent and you get any sort of offer from the team that just won the Super Bowl, they should... Instantly be in the top three teams that you yeah, might. If go you to. care about winning, you should. You would want to consider that the Patriots. As yeah, like number if, you, one if you have a competitive bone in your body, you should seriously, seriously consider. Obviously, going to the best team in the NFL. But the one thing that keeps annoying me is you know that this Marshawn Lynch crap made me so angry. The whole off season, all off season, there is one team. One team. That he's rumored to go to, and that's the Oakland. Is that that's the Raiders? Now the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we get this stupid report that oh Marshawn Lynch might want to play for the Patriots. Watch out! Yeah, he might want to play for the and, Patriots, and then, but he's not going. And to now, play and for the now Patriots. I get Twitter questions saying, "Is Marshawn Lynch coming?" Marshawn Lynch is not coming to the Patriots. You think the Patriots are going to pay Marshawn Lynch? Si- they, million. they paid Rex Burkhead three million dollars. You think they're going anywhere near Marshawn Lynch? Come on, people! They basically just paid Rex Burkhead to be their starting running back yeah. next season. Please, they're not—they're not signing Marshawn Lynch. They're not trading for Richard Sherman. Neither of those things are things that are going to happen this offseason. If they did, they would be some of the
0: biggest shakeups in recent NFL. Like, those would be two of the biggest moves. A, because players will hardly ever come Those out of would be retirement. two of the biggest
1: moves of the generation of sports. If Marshawn Lynch ended up on the Patriots, and if Richard Sherman... If Richard who, Sherman gets traded, that's like the biggest trade in the past 10 R- Richard years. Richard Sherman, for my money, is probably the best corner in the NFL. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but if you're just going off of total perception and, oh, who is the best corner in football, you're going to get a lot of answers being Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard
0: Sherman is like the
1: go-to default
0: answer for people who can't... It used think, to be who, Revis. Like, who don't think of Chris Harris Jr. and Akeem Tlaib as and these a. top a. guys. A.J. Yeah, sure. Uh, But when you you think about, like, over the past, you know, we talk about span of three to five years of of work, who else has beaten Richard Sherman? Other than Darrell Rebus, I guess, is the only other guy. But even over the same five-year span, Rebus had had his peak back in the, you know, late aughts, and Sherman has found his peak in the mid-2010s. So, yeah, Richard Sherman would be, it it would just be as if we traded away Champ Bailey towards the end of Uh his prime. It's like, yeah, after the Broncos have that uh, great run where they have Tr- Champ Bailey and, and Dre Bly, uh, and Champ Bailey, whatever, five years away from retirement, suddenly is on the block, even though the team is not is in no position to, to move him. Yes, the Seahawks' defense is getting very old, but they're still a team that has that core of great defensive Seahawks players. Seahawks really good next they year. They can hang on for another two years. Earl Thomas comes back healthy from his injury. They still have one of the best secondaries, if not the best secondary in the NFL, and they've got enough pieces on the offensive and defensive side of the ball to be competitive. So so the question is,
1: why even consider trading Richard Sherman? I, I know. It's because the Seattle Seahawks, despite the fact that they just have an incredible defense, have had a distinct inability to know how to draft offensive linemen. And that was the reason they've been bad for the past two years is because they have no offensive linemen. I say bad for the past two years. They made the Super Bowl three years ago. But they have no offensive linemen. But the, you know, this from a Patriots perspective it kind of – it's caused a lot of problems because now all of a sudden, you you know, this rumor flying around that the Patriots might trade for Richard Sherman probably is pissing off Malcolm Butler even more. And honestly, after the whole Stephon Gilmore thing finally calmed down, it really seemed like, OK – Malcolm has calmed down. He kind of understands how the business has to go. They can't, they, the Patriots literally could not offer him a big contract now that they've offered him a tender because they expected him to just sign it and figure out things later, but he didn't sign it, so they couldn't figure anything out because now the draft is here. Yeah. So sometimes that tendering gets really annoying when suddenly you've got a guy locked up for. (laughs) Potentially, they're like, Look, million we'll, on the cap. we'll pay you four million dollars, cooperate, and we'll give you a lot of money next offseason. Yeah. He didn't cooperate, and now he's not going to get a lot of money next offseason, so, or at least not for the Patriots. So, it just it, this put a whole other thing, and it's weird. I actually learned Malcolm Butler and Richard Sherman are actually good buddies. So that would have been fun to have Did them on the see same Malcolm team. we Malcolm Butler traded for Richard Sherman. No, traded for To the
0: next hour. No, not, uh, that'd,
1: that'd be insane. Obviously,
0: I mean, hey, that does that add to the rumors of maybe the Patriots are trying to pull off some kind of crazy heist. And when draft day comes, we'll see them just ship away their – They just one have their, no draft picks, picks to trade. Their, whatever they have remaining in that, the bottom of the barrel draft picks for, uh, for Richard Sherman. Th- this
1: is also the challenging thing, and obviously we're taking a little bit of a break from our draft shows, even though we're two weeks away from the draft. Uh, we'll, we'll get back on the draft stuff as Monday. It's just the problem that I have with what the Patriots have been doing, it is very difficult – to predict who they might pick cuz now instead of asking these these really big time experts that we bring on, hey, who's the guy that could take in the first round? I'm asking the pick out guys that they might have to draft at 72 or at 96 or 108 cuz like are the picks that matter. That's <laughs> what they have. Like they just when,
0: it's annoying. And as we know, like when you talk when you do draft projections, when you try to do mock drafts, the accuracy and the predictability gets so much it's so much more difficult once you get further down mm-hmm. in the draft. Because obviously everybody has an idea of who's going to get taken in the first right. round. When you get to the third round and past pick 75, it's, it's all up in the air. Because you have no idea what teams are going to reach to grab guys you think will go in the fourth round and what teams are going to let guys slip way past the fourth mm-hmm. round. And say so, hey, whenever I see draft stuff like that, and it sucks that the Patriots are draft, you know, so low on draft picks that that has to be the area you have to mm-hmm. zone in on, but... At this point. Very
1: true. So crazy. so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, another topic that I wanted to talk with you, Jack, about. How this offseason we've also seen, despite the fact that we keep talking about trade rumors, we've actually seen less trades in the first round of this year's less? draft. Less? Less trades in the first round. So we'll break that down when we come back. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. So before we get into my next uh, our next crazy topic of this offseason, just wanted to mention the today being Thursday, obviously recorded for the Friday. Um, the Patriots hosted uh, restricted free agent running backs Mike Gillisley and Damien Williams. Obviously, Mike Gillisley is of the Buffalo Bills. I believe Damien Williams is too.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: I think so, something like that. I want to say Damien Williams is from the Bills. Oh, dolphins. dolphins! Dolphins. He's the number three at the Dolphins, so they brought in three to. Th- this is called Hey, LeGarrette Blunt. We're looking at other running backs. Please come back to the Patriots, yeah. so we don't have to pay somebody. So that's kind of what's going on here. So um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, because again, short podcast. Mm-hmm. Th- there's just there's just nothing going on right now, which it's kind of annoying, but also kind of nice that like it's just very very you know very quiet we're slowly just waiting for the draft people are aligning setting up mock drafts. we will be doing a mock draft uh mind you the i believe the monday uh before the draft the draft is gonna be thursday april 27th we'll actually just left la at that I point know. so like the day we have to move out. yeah exactly so well i'll be uh we'll, we'll be doing a mock draft that monday uh, i'll be getting back from disney which will be So anyway, so let's break down the other thing I want to talk about. So we have, uh, we just tarted, tarted. we have talked about a lot of stuff with trades this offseason about how there seems to be way more rumors and decent amount of trades actually happening this offseason. One thing that we have not seen yet this uh, this offseason, very, very few, I believe only one, Only one NFL first-round draft pick has been moved this offseason. Way, way, way different than last year when both, I believe, the number one and number two picks were traded. Did the Eagles trade for number two? They got Wentz. Was that at number two? Yeah, they got Wentz at two. They trade for that, or did they just have Wentz? No, they traded for two. They traded for two. Okay, because I know, obviously, the Rams made the stupid trade to draft Jared Goff. Who, yeah, they traded with the Browns. Yeah, they traded with the Browns. So I just – I hated – um, uh, I, I hated the Carson Wentz trade. Personally, I thought that it was absolutely ridiculous. So this year, the only first-round pick trade that's been made has been the New England Patriots picking – uh, or trading away their first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. And then the only other rumor that the Patriots had this year was – um, obviously the trying to get the number 11 pick from the New Orleans Saints. But so far, very no first-round picks have changed hands this offseason besides the one to the Patriots. And I find that very, very weird. Seeing as this is one of the most talented draft classes that we've seen in a very, very long time, this is a first-round that is absolutely stacked. I just I just don't understand. Why, why, have there been no first round picks this year? Why haven't the Browns traded number one? Why haven't the 49ers traded two? Why haven't a team like Chicago look to move down? Because they could really use more draft picks. Well,
0: you know, Harris, I think that... These kinds of deals, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw them in the next week. And then obviously, on draft day, that draft day, yeah, draft day, we are gonna see some people. Draft like, day is gonna be this chaos. This is a draft that is so top loaded with guys that are gonna go in the first ten picks that are gonna be fran- that could be franchise defining players. Yeah. that we're gonna see shakeups. We're gonna see teams like Chicago, San Fran, Cleveland trying to get. You know, if Cleveland can't make up its mind about whether or not it wants Mitt, M- Miles Garrett or Mitch Trubisky, they're idiots. They just, by the way, oh yeah, Miles Garrett is the hands down slam dunk pick. Idiots. But if they can't make up their mind and they just decide they want to drop back, I mean, we'll see them get a King's ransom in return for that first overall pick. So I wouldn't be shocked to see a team like the Jets, who kind of have like an, a, a need problem. They're not uh, sure exactly what they want. There won't be a great quarterback available, potentially, if Trubisky I, I think drop. Trubisky
1: goes too. That's yeah, just me. I think
0: he's going to get taken top five for sure. I don't think they want to reach for Watson. I could see a team like the Jets moving back in the draft. I could see a team like uh, Carolina moving back in the draft. Just guys that see maybe a team like, I don't know, just thinking for me, the Giants might want to jump up and gra- grab O.J. Howard or jump up and there's been rumors they might want to grab Trubisky. So if a team might want to move up earlier into the first round from later in the first round, and that's the kind of stuff we generally see happen on draft day after the first couple of picks have been made. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, now let, the, let, let, let me be clear about this again. Um. I personally still do believe that a Jimmy Garoppolo trade has about a 5% chance of happening on draft day. Because the only team they're going to trade into, in my opinion, is San Francisco at yeah. 2. That's the only team. I And if they if they go San Francisco at 2, they're going to draft either Jonathan Allen or Solomon Thomas. Yeah, Solomon Thomas. Uh, no, not Raekwon mm-hmm. Uh Hassan Redick maybe if they're really feeling like reaching – or that's probably about it. I can't really imagine who else they would take. Yeah, uh, maybe Reuben Foster. That would be insane to put Reuben Foster next to the Hightower. I'd freak, I'd freak out. I've heard rumors
0: the Patriots are going to draft Deshaun Watson. And oh, yes. The let's go. Tom
1: Brady's spiritual successor. Oh, it would be insane. But, no, the 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 Patriots are probably not going to make a trade on draft day. But I would not be surprised to see maybe the Bears move back. I, I would honestly be stunned to see Carolina actually make that pick. I really don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, Carolina's a team I definitely have a— Hinkling that they might move back.
0: In the I draft. just don't,
1: I just cannot see them possibly making a draft pick this year, especially since they have so many holes on that team. Yeah. They don't need a first round pick, well, and they need a especially- million. Other picks in a
0: draft like this, too. Your draft pick in the top 10 when it's so heavy uh, becomes so much more valuable. So, just sitting on that, you know, inherently makes it worth more because other teams are now trying to go through their processes and be like, All right, well, we're planning to have the 15th pick, Mm -hmm. so we're planning to get X through Y players. But now, once you know, once the draft day comes closer, they're like, Well, we would really love to move up to eight so we can guarantee that we get this one player. And that's where Carolina steps in and goes, Well, we have the eighth pick. And th- what are you going to give up? Three first-rounders They should
1: also They should also trade it because they should trade it simply so they don't take Leonard Fournette because they did this already. They tried this once where they had D'Angelo Williams, and they drafted, drafted Jonathan Stewart, back. and they realized that— Having two running backs is really, really cool. But you want to know what it doesn't do? It doesn't win you playoff games. They never want a playoff it, game. Running with backs those can't two. block for themselves. It just it doesn't happen. So they should trade it away just so they don't accidentally take yeah, Leonard that. It's teams like
0: Carolina that have competitive foundations in them, mm-hmm. but are missing pieces and are just you know a couple of steps mm-hmm. away from being a team on the threshold of competition again. And so I mean, though obviously those are the teams that probably should move back in the draft to get more draft picks for the following year and potentially an impact veteran Mm -hmm. this way, while they may not be able to compete 100%. This season, they can stock up, draft an extra guy this year, maybe in the second or third round, and then next year come back and get a lot of high-impact rookies, and then they've got a competitive future again for the next couple of years. Because Luke Keekly's got... Whatever, seven years left. Yeah. Cam
1: Newton's got at least seven do you years know, left. Do you know what I can't wait for, though? I can't wait for uh, our – because this happens every year. I can't wait for the weed pick. The oh, yeah. weed What pick? guy's going to get busted? The weed – someone weed is going to get busted for marijuana like three days before the draft. Another gas is mask. C- Some like like tonsil. <laughs> Or, or Shane Ray or Randy Gregory, like some stupid, stupid person is going to get caught with weed like a week before the draft and something's going to blow up and that person's going to drop. I can't wait for it to happen because it happens every single year. There oh, yeah. are so many of these kids who just make – like the dumbest mistake at the worst. Yeah, possible it's the time. dumbest
0: mistake, and it's somebody in their whatever in their party house is Snapchatting. Now I don't blame Tunsil. sees it,
1: and suddenly it's everywhere. It's and everywhere. Now like, they're both. I don't blame Tunzel, because he got boned by a former financial manager, which. Why does a twenty-two-year-old coming out of college have a financial advisor? Because
0: well, they're expecting to go to the NFL. Well no, but they
1: are, but he's been working with his financial advisor for six years and then Planning
0: in advance. But <laughs> kids, that's smart financial advice. He, Don't
1: he, listen to him. He then admitted that Old Miss gave him money. So clearly we know what financials he was advising. <laughs> so we're clearly gonna get some sort of weed action this year. It just depends on who weed it's going I'm, I'm not gonna predict who the uh, the weed the weed man is gonna be. This uh, this. But there's always one. There's always one weed man. Somebody
0: tanks their own draft stock
1: and they're accidentally. just they're just idiots. They're just the stupidest of people. Um, anything you want? Anything else you want to say before we uh, we let but you? Here's go my here question. Next. This is something we I, were just mulling around in the studio the other day.
0: You know, obviously we don't see this happen very much across sports at all. But we were talking about it because guys in the NBA, there have been you know rumors flowing that some players might not want to play for certain teams because they're bad. Is there a possibility we see something like that in the NFL this year? Are there any players that might not want to go to the Browns or to, like, tr- could Trubisky potentially say that he doesn't want to go play for San Francisco or for Cleveland because they're Ooh. terrible and have no potential to turn things around? Or do you think that this will just be another one of those straight draft years where guys, because this is one of the years I feel like Cleveland and San Francisco are two of the worst teams the NFL has had in a long time. Right? Yeah, I agree. They're teams that I think are very bad and are gonna, are at least three years away from being even remotely competitive. I agree so if there's ever a time for a guy who thinks he deserves a legitimate chance to play for a team that is going to be in contention for a little bit longer, or wants to be traded to a team are that can a Are you asking started, if there are going to be any
1: whiners like Eli Manning this are year? Are there going to be any whiners like Eli Manning this year? Who, by the way, has two Super Bowl rings. Eli Manning is the biggest... And the Chargers have none. <laughs> um, I believe that there won't be, simply because um, the difference between these bad teams and the bad teams of yore... Um, The teams that are bad right now are not bad because of their head coaches. Hugh Jackson, I still believe, is a phenomenal head coach and is one of the best player coaches in the NFL. Talk to any player that's ever played for him. They love playing for him. So I don't believe it's Hugh Jackson, and uh, and, I do, and also with San Francisco you have Kyle Shanahan. So if you're a young player and you're like, all right, I can either go play for Hugh Jackson, Kyle Shanahan, and go play for John Fox in Chicago. Um, who's it for? Um, uh, J- Hello, Jacksonville and go. Yeah. go- Coplein. Coplein. <laughs> or then five you can go play with uh, with Tennessee and yeah. uh, Mariota. So I don't know if we'll have that problem this year. I do think we're gonna have a problem with Miles Garrett. I think that Miles Garrett is not going to stay with the Browns. Miles Garrett is going to get drafted by the Browns and go and go play with the Cowboys after his rookie deal is up. He has shown there, there, there's a very important thing when, when it comes to these big guys. It was like what, I, what happened with Mario Williams. When Mario Williams got drafted by the Texans, if you remember about that, he was so excited to play for the Texans. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm so excited to get drafted number one. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed but to be the number one overall draft. All Miles Garrett has talked about is that he does not care about the Browns. He cares about getting picked number one overall. That's all that matters to him, which tells me that he cares about one thing and one thing only, Money. getting paid. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Money Fine.
0: Money like, it's recognition. There is
1: no way that man signs a second contract with the, with the oh, yeah. Cleveland Browns. Why would you? That is why the Cleveland Browns are currently questioning whether or not they are going to bring him onto the team. That well, that's is the, the sole and reason. And that's
0: one of the things that makes me question whether or not a guy like him, does he just go, remember, I refuse to be drafted by the Browns at number
1: one. Mm-hmm. If you want me to play for you, you have to trade for me. Because not only is Mitch Trubinsky from Cleveland, Mitch Trubinsky has said publicly – that he wants to play for the Browns and wants to be the savior and believes that he can be the savior. The, how rare is it that Cle- – think about it. That how, how great would this be if you're, the Cleveland, uh, if you're Cleveland? You have the Cavaliers led by Akron native LeBron James. You have the Browns led by – uh, Cleveland native Mitch Trubinsky, and then you have the Indians led by the most exciting player in baseball right now, Francisco Lindor. Cleveland's got a good game going if you they win.
0: can get something if they can get the Browns. To a team and, that can win now games a rumor,
1: a Now there's a rumor that the 49ers are looking to trade their pick. Another stupid rumor, and that the Browns are interested in trading for it. Browns they have one and two. Ah!
0: What? My mind will
1: explode. See, this is the NFL. This that year. is Madden. That this is, is the NFL. Like,
0: in Madden, I will trade for three years in advance to get
1: like one through five in one year's draft. Like, just this does do- this stuff doesn't happen. I can't tell if this is good or bad. I think it's bad. I don't like trades in the NFL because I personally believe that the the way that people – or the way that the NFL evaluates players is incredibly poor. I, I think – the, oh, the, I think the, the, the best potential in the, the NFL is so high. The, I believe that only 30% of NFL front offices accurately know how to evaluate players. Because there are so many teams that just have no clue what the heck they're doing. So I, tr- I, truly, don't, I truly believe that the less trades there are, the better. Because if there are more trades that don't involve the Patriots, more and more teams are going to mess up. Because they have no idea what they're doing. And th- that, that, to me, is a big problem. So, I don't know. We'll see. And it's gonna be an
0: interesting draft for For sure. sure. Because there are so many storylines surrounding there are so many really good players. Like the first round is just going is filled with talent. And so are the later rounds. Like, this is honestly a draft that, you know, people are wishing that last year's draft picks were this year's draft picks because of how much deeper this year's draft is, especially areas like defensive back and defensive linemen. So if you're a team in need of defensive help, this is the year you need to move up now. (laughs) Get your guy and lock it down for the next couple of seasons. Because this this opportunity might not come around again, which is why I think on draft day, we're going to see some Kevin Costner moves made. Oh, no. Oh. Remember that fantastic oh. film where the Browns get their guy at number one, and then they get another guy at number 11, and then they get another guy oh. later in the draft, and they oh. screw over the Seahawks. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs>
1: That was such a bad move. It's going to be a good oh. year, though. It's going to be a good year. This oh, is going to be an interesting draft.
0: It's going to be fun. Oh, draft day was so bad. I- I'm saying no less than four first-round draft picks get moved. Wow. I mean, Quite the prediction, Mr. It's It's Rose. such a deep draft. I know. I don't, okay. I don't feel like that's that's too outlandish well, to suspect. Last that's question. Two in the top ten, two in the bottom 15.
1: Last question before we go, because uh, we probably won't be able to get you on before the draft. We'll see. Do you believe the Patriots will trade back into the first round? That's a case by case basis. It depends
0: on who, on how the first ten picks go. Okay, because I don't think they'll move into the top ten. No, I never. think if they're gonna move up, they generally move up around between eighteen to thirty two. They
1: the one time they ever moved up farther than that was when they picked Gerard Mayo at thirteen, exactly. and that was in two thousand
0: eight. For me, it will have to be. It's like a. Well, obviously you have to evaluate the Patriots' needs. and yeah. a need, need a linebacker. Exactly. So <laughs> if the linebacker they want happens to slip to 15, 16, 17, then the wheels in the you know Patriots' front office start going, all right, well, what can we give up? Because, again, what do they have left? Do they trade away the rest of their picks, take three picks in this? year? a bunch of
1: thirds, a fourth, a fifth, exactly. two sixth, and Because they're going to have to
0: package for a first-round draft pick after 18. And, again, and again the value in the draft round pick. Is deep this year. They'll have to give up multiple third rounds and maybe even a second or first round from the following year. I really think they were
1: hoping and praying that someone signs Malcolm Butler.
0: So they get I really pick. do
1: think they were hoping that they'd get the first round pick from that. But that's just my interpretation of so it. Yeah, it's like the Giants from Hankins get a compensatory
0: right. pick, which is nice, right. which I'm happy about. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think that it's – I'd put the odds about – you know, 40 to 60, they do move in. Okay, and again, so 50-50. So no,
1: 40-60. Those are two 40. different numbers. All right, that's like, between 40 and 60. No, no, no. 40-60, no. oh, like, like, like,
0: 40 being they move up, okay. 60 being they stay back, just okay. because they don't have a ton of stuff to trade anymore. Uh, but I definitely think if the right guy came along, the Patriots have no problems p- switching with a team, you know, that, that has later draft picks, somebody like Tampa Bay. If
1: Hassan Redick falls team, out of the top 13, they trade up to 15 and grab him. That's my prediction. But... With that being said, that's going to be it for us. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll close out the show. and We'll give you guys our schedule for the next two weeks before the draft. But Jack Ross, thank you so much for joining us. As thank always, you so much for always, me always, for having always here. an honor it's to have great you. Great time
0: on. talking NFL with you.
1: Absolutely, that'll be it. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, team, that's going to do it for this week's Patriot V podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Please keep sending me Patriots questions. Uh, a couple shout-outs uh, again this week just for people who have been asking me a couple questions. Thank you to at Lou underscore Sears for your questions this week. And as well, thank you uh, to my DM buddy, uh, Jacob Balonis, our uh, great Patriots fan from Poland. Keep the fight going on, your man. Uh, Hope, uh, hope the Pats can uh, give you enough uh, give you enough news this offseason to satisfy your thirst. But that's going to do it for me. Thanks again to High to Nine and Joshua Morse for the music. Thanks to Nick, Larry, and Mike. As always, we will be back with you guys on Monday, or excuse me, on Tuesday. Hopefully, with a great guest to help us break down the NFL draft, which will be on April 27th. Please remember to tune in for the Patriots beat mock draft coming out the. Tuesday before the draft. Very excited for you guys to hear that one. We'll have all 32 picks, including a surprise pick where the Patriots trade into the first round. All that and more on the next couple episodes of Patriots Beat. Please remember to follow me at clns underscore sports teen. I'm very easy to find, very fun to talk to, and I'm always down for a little Patriots chat on Twitter. That's going to do it for me, guys. Enjoy your weekend.